0: Welcome to Today I Choose. I'm your host, Melissa Bingham. In today's episode, I'm talking with the amazing Alicia Albright about intentional movement, the power of following your passion, and mermaids. Based in New York City, Alicia is a Broadway performing artist, choreographer, creator, avid traveler, teacher of theater dance, dance, yoga, meditation, and empowerment, and is the owner of the Feed Your Soul project. She has appeared on Broadway as an original cast member and swing in Disney's Frozen the Musical and was the dance captain swing of Wicked on Broadway. Her passion and mission is to live a life so connected, inspired, and authentic that is dedicated to being of service, that her soul is truly fed, and that she inspires others to do the same. To read Alicia's full bio, please visit my website, todayichoose.me backslash podcast. Enjoy. Let's take a deep breath. Can we take a deep breath as we begin? (sighs) Uh, (laughs) I am so excited to be here with my friend Alicia Albright. She explodes glitter everywhere she goes. <laughs> she, and I mean, that her, she has, and we're going to laugh a lot today. I'm very sure she has this heart that is so big and so beautiful that she shares with the world through her dance and her performance and her yoga and her teachings and her movement and her just incredible take on the world and just her incredible mermaid self, which I'm sure we'll get into here. So welcome, Alicia. (laughs) Hi, I'm so
1: honored to be here. Thank you for your kind words. I'm just leaving a trail of glitter
0: across the world. <laughs> always, always. I know. I see you sparkle everywhere you go. I love that,
1: and I feel the same about you. You have the the most beautiful heart, and yeah. um, it's an honor to call you a friend, and I consider you a mentor as well. So I'm so happy to to be here today. I'm honored.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. A thank you, and and this is all about people that live intentionally, and. I just you're one of the most intentional people I know with the what you do in the world and just how you show up in every conversation, in every post, in every performance. Uh, you just you show up intentionally. So we're gonna just start with the big question: <laughs> What does living intentionally mean to you?
1: I've been thinking about that a lot, knowing we were gonna chat about it, and I have many thoughts about that. But I was in contemplation earlier today, and I was journaling and. And I was like, what does that at at its base, like at the core, what does that mean look like for me? And I think in this moment today, it's just being present because there's so many times that I'll intentionally set an intention and and I want to talk about that work I do. I do a lot of setting intention through my words, my mind, and my physical body. And I'll create like a movement phrase and I've taught a lot of classes that have a spinoff of this from an experience in my life that was very significant. But to be honest, I don't do it every day. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, and but also I'm not shaming myself when I don't. So then I was like, what's it on the daily? And I realized for me, living intentionally... On the daily like day in day out Mm -hmm. is being present and meaning if that's in this conversation how present can i be to really listen to you and be fully present in this moment and listen beyond our words listen to the heart how can i be present in eating a meal and i just went out on a walk with a friend and when i'm reading a book you know i think that when i show up really present even if it is to write a social media post when i'm really present it feels different it feels intentional. And there's plenty of times when I am not present, you know, when I'm triggered or contracted or going through something. And, and then it's like I missed the moment. So, So I think day in, day out, living intentionally means consciously being as present as possible. And when I'm not, not judging myself, but just landing in the moment. And being present with that person and really seeing them, you know, when you're having a conversation with someone in IRL, (laughs) in real life, in person, Mm -hmm. and you don't see them. And then you drop in and you're almost like, there you are. Oh, my gosh. Like, I've been looking at you, but I didn't see you. Or if there's like um, my partner and I will in an argument, it's like when we clear the space, the energy between us, suddenly we're both like, oh, there you are. (laughs) Like, You know, so I think that's what it means to me today January twenty first, twenty twenty one is about presence and and even being present when I'm dancing, when I'm fully in my body, when I'm swimming, when I'm at any point, I, I feel I feel very different than when I'm not. And then the other ways is is when I when I do the work, I love to. Lately, since COVID, I, I love to wake up. Or super early and meditate and journal and think of like, who do I want to be in the world today? What do I want to bring into my life? And set that with words and, and my thoughts, like if it is like, say, I want to be present or I want to be courageous or I want to be accomplished or I want to do the laundry, you know, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And then, so I have the words and the thought, and then I'll just go, Hey, what, what would that look like in my body? Because there's all these studies that show if you use, especially with your mouth and your hands, those take up a larger part in your brain. So it has a bigger impact on your brain if you use your thoughts, your words, actually saying them with your mouth and your lips and your tongue and your body and your hands. And so I've always been playing that. So then say if it's to be open-hearted and brave, like if I've been feeling insecure or sad, then my intention might be... Yeah, I want to be open-hearted and courageous and brave today, and 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 with a knowing that things are okay. So then, what would that look like in my body? And I might touch my the center of my chest with both hands, and then let the my fingertips slowly go forward and open like a sun to be open-hearted. And then, like I would put my palms to face down and lightly press them down to be calm and knowing everything's okay. And then maybe just bring my arms out to the side and contracting my arms up to be strong so that I've given it this phrase in my body to see it's more like my little science experiment in myself of like if I set these intentions does it have a bigger impact on the rest of my day on my life and so I've even graduated it to like when I teach it even a theater dance class we'll set the intention for the class before mm-hmm. and we'll each go around without cuz i think there's such a power without words and we'll share it we'll make up a phrase of who we want to be in the room today, if it's a Zoom room or a room in person, what do we want to bring into this experience? And we don't say the words and we show each other. And then we do it again in the circle. And then we'll go around upon this like emotional music and and then we'll do it again. So we just, and I'll say, listen with your heart, like listen beyond your, your eyes, take it in beyond your eyes, take it into your heart and your soul. And then that's your job. And then the job of the person sharing is to courageously share from their heart and soul and so we'll go around and you share it and then we go around one more time and when you do your phrase everyone does it with you as a way of holding you accountable and also just holding you and then the third time we'll say what it is and normally you already know and every time I cry every time I've we've I've shared this intention setting through movement experience with classes it's just and I've even done it with young kids when you think I'll kind of be like this could be an epic fail do they, you know, they really <laughs> understand intention, and then they'll say stuff that I'm just floored and sobbing that even younger kids understand intention absolutely. setting. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I love that, and and absolutely, kids understand. And I I love I love this idea of we we think, you know, I'm always saying our intentions don't we, we either let them drop in or bubble up. We don't think them. But having, you know, but when you're journaling and you get whatever the thought is or, or that intention drops in, and then verbalizing it and physically saying the words. But then this, I, I and I've done this practice with you, and, and my kids have done this practice with you. And so I, I know what it feels like, but, but there is something so powerful about getting it in your body. And, and it's, it's such a beautiful expression of intention as well. And again, as you said, it kind of shifts the energy. It clears the energy too. Yeah. And And how do you, do you use it throughout the day though? So, so if you're, so say you've, you've done this in the morning and you know, it's, you've been going about your day and you're running around New York and all these things and and maybe you're feeling anxiety or something's got you. Do you, can you, do you return to that movement to bring that intention back in or how do you, do you play with it throughout the day? It depends.
1: Like if it comes up, yes. And to be honest, I'm still figuring out what works best for me because then there'll be weeks at a time when I won't do the work at all. Mm -hmm. And, and then there'll be days when it sets in and where it came from I think you and I, I'm sure I've, I know I've shared this with you, but where it came from is I was in Bali on a yoga retreat that was yoga, surfing, meditation, adventure, and then writing. It was about clarity of getting your life's purpose and it changed my life. And one of the many exercises we did, so the most important, I'd been on a lot of retreats was the writing, and which is why I still journal ever since then, was he asked questions in a really beautiful way that got you to have a lot of openings for yourself mm-hmm. through getting out of your own way and we would start we'd get up at like 5:30 watch the sunrise and not talk into the first writing exercise and then we'd go have fun because inner work can be so serious sometimes but it's also very joyous or so we'd have like super deep inner work and then we'd go surfing and laugh and then we'd come back and do some more and there was one about finding your life purpose and giving it a phrase. So on one page you write, and his name is Rick Cowley. It's called The Vision Quest. I'm actually doing it again online right now. I'm on like day four because he has like a 28-day program online, but in person it's one week. And he, there's one where you, on one page you put positive qualities of yourself. And when you forget, you think, what would my dearest friend Melissa say about me? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you know I'm caring, I'm fun, I'm whatever. And then on the next page you write things that fulfill you. Anything from writing and talking, dancing. And if you go deeper, it's like, what is it about that thing that fulfills you? Like dance
0: mm-hmm. is
1: the, a deep expression of my soul. And, and that's why it's so important to me. It, it expresses what I can't say with words. And so then you kind of put them together and you create this phrase that eventually you find this thing that kind of hits you in the heart. And when I was there, there was a guy who's gone on to do truly amazing things. And at the time, he worked for Amazon. I forget exactly what he did, but he would come in to a a company, kind of wake them up and like get them inspired and then leave. Mm -hmm. And he he said, I'm dynamite at a slumber party (laughs) was his life purpose phrase. Because he was like, I swoop in, I wake them up and I leave. And so and it's funny and it's lighthearted. And so it kind of keeps you like remembering like, oh, this is what I want to be in the world and i had a really hard time giving it words i was like oh, oh, i don't know I'm, uh. <laughs> like and we'd day, we'd, we we have we're there for 7 days so you don't need it right away and you just check back in and i just couldn't i was really struggling with it and one day I'd, i said to my friend rick i was like when i was young dance expressed what i couldn't and it still does what i can't say in words and he goes give it a movement phrase mm-hmm. and instantly i had it Like in that moment, I knew exactly what it was. I knew what movements I wanted to do that expressed who I want to be in the world. And for me, it was quite profound. And I moved on. I've I've changed the words around in the beginning. It was I was a dancing soul igniter, that I wanted to live a life where my soul dances and that I could ignite that same passion in other people. And later I changed it to like a soul moving illuminator that I want to illuminate things, but I want to be a person who illuminates others from the inside out. But the phrase itself, every time I do it, that particular one, it's like I drop in and I remember who I am. And that one alone, like when I haven't done it in a while and then I do it, it just feels like a a warm hug from my highest self. It's like, this is who you really are. This is who you want to be in the world. And so that's why I started to spin off and play with these ideas. It started that I would do it on the first of the year and I would set a class where we would set the intention for the year. And then I've played with it on the daily, but that's where the whole idea came from. And then other studies with meditations I've done. So for me, that was a long answer to that question was, that's, that's right, the most no. profound one for me that like, when I remember and I do that phrase, that's really who I want to be in the world, it has a profound effect on me. My daily ones, I'm still experimenting. Sometimes it does. And sometimes I forget, like I'll do it once in the morning. And I honestly I totally forget. And other times, I'll remember throughout the day, and I just know that my day shows up differently. But every time I start the day with it, my day is different than if I just willy-nilly start the day.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I think too. I think when we get to that bigger why and that soul-moving illuminator, that I know that you are—I mean, that's that's you exploding glitter to me. <laughs> Glitters everywhere. It's just, you, you leave, you leave a little piece of yourself everywhere you go in, in a good way. Not, and, and not that it's emptying your cup, but your cup just is so overflowing. But I, you know, it's, just, I was just sitting here while you're talking, I was thinking about, you know, my intention for this year is joyful action. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh, I, I need to feel into what that movement is. But I, as I was yeah. sitting here, I Literally like had my hands on my heart and threw them up in the air and just you explode what I think of you exploding glitter, (laughs) you know, and, and you said, you know, that piece of, you know, it's, it's like with our, you know, when I, when I write my daily intention there, there is such power in what we write and tuning in and asking that question, you know, what is, you know, for me, it's of course, what do I choose today? And again, yeah, some days, as I've said always, I fall flat on my face within five minutes, but it, it is that act. And sometimes I, you know, sometimes it's great, but there's that, that like overarching intention of your purpose in the world and then kind of those daily touch points. And and I love that.
1: 100%. Gosh, it makes me think of so many things. Hey, I love that movement for you and joyful action. What a beautiful intention. And sometimes action could be cons- considered like, uh, like I could think I could be like, oh, I got to take action like almost. Oh my- like, but joyful action is some. completely shifts it for me. It's like, how can you not take the action because it's joyful? Like, you know, when you think of something you want to do and and you don't want to do it that day or whatever, but if you just think joyful action, then it's like, why would I not? It's like, I want to borrow that intention. It's so beautiful. And it also makes me think, I have so many thoughts. And Two things i wanted to not forget because i think for a long time i was trying to create an intention rather than like i love how you let it come to you and i think that's a shift that's happening in me that's i guess it's still me asking for it saying what do i need today but i think i would almost be like what am i like really searching for it instead of like asking the question and giving it some space to come up so i love that yeah and even the movement like because sometimes i'll set the movement from the words but one time when i was doing class my friend paul he didn't say the words yet. He just said, how does my body want to move? And he let the movement dictate the words, which is actually how I did it for the life purpose phrase, that the movement gave me the words, which is another way to play with that idea, yeah. which I want to play with more this year is like letting how my body feels, how does that manifest through my body then then into yeah. action? And it also made me think yeah. of how this realization, this moment where I found this phrase and this retreat, it kind of helped No matter how successful you can be in life or in, I think we all can have scars on the inside from stories we tell ourselves, or things that actually happened or, you know, and I think with my career with dance, I'd had this kind of scars, even though I was quote unquote successful. And through doing this deep inner work, this love of it came back. Without the attachment of what it needed to look like without, you know, I realized I was like, I don't have to get paid. I, I don't, to call myself a dancer, like I will dance till the day I, my physical body no longer moves around. Like, I love it. And it, it was so freeing that it didn't have to be for a goal to be on Broadway or be here or there. It was just my body wants to move. And I was dancing all around Bali. And then, and I had set these intentions from that. At the end of his retreat, you sent this five-year bucket list. And one was to work more transcendence theater company, which is how we know each other. I'd done one show out there. And then I came back that next summer for the whole summer. And I wanted to originate a Broadway show. I actually said Frozen. It all came to happen. I wanted to meet my partner. I did, you know, so much stuff. I wanted to create my own work. But the bigger one is that I don't think I exploded glitter before this moment. What I mean is I was always happy and joyful, but I think I had more insecurity on top of it all. And now, like I feel like my heart just literally bursts when I get to do what I love. And and it just like is like a beam of light that pours out of me. And I really feel that way. And I and I feel like and I know that this light that shines from me. Like, it's hard for me to say, you know, what I like about myself, but I do know that like that is beautiful and that I will mess up. I won't be perfect. I won't sing perfect. I won't dance perfect. I won't, you know, do anything perfect, but my heart is. And I started, I really, from that experience, I realized that and it changed everything for me, how I show up, how... Genuinely joyful I am to be there, that I get to dance yet another day, that I get to share space with beautiful human beings like you yet another day. So, this inner work shifted everything so that I could become the exploding glitter person that people might have known me before, might have said I was back then, but it feels intentional now. It feels like present and intentional and so full of gratitude and knowing that I'm more. And I see people, even when I was on Broadway and Frozen, that would get so caught up in, I'm not in the front or I'm not the lead or ugh, whatever. And I would get first I'd get frustrated and then I would realize, you don't know that your heart is seen no matter where you are on that stage. You make a difference and your light is beautiful, no matter if you're the lead dancer, or the lead actor, or you're back in the corner and you think no one can see you. You make a difference and you don't know that. you know, And then I feel so compassionate for them because they haven't gone on the journey to know how much they make a difference just by being who they are.
0: And, and it is, I you know, we've talked a lot about the, all the the work that you've done in Bali and, and all the work that you just continue to do on a daily basis on all of this. And that's that I think we all are doing that at some level. And so it's it is and, and I see you helping other people. And I, I know in the classes that you've taught and just in your conversations with people, I know that you're you're drawing that out of people you're you're giving by sharing your story of, of how you came to connect to your heart and your your soul wisdom that you've you're you're showing that as an example to all those people that you're touching in the world and just and and too, just energetically I just know as having been in audiences where you've performed that energy just emanates from you as well and you know that I love if we go back to what you talked about, about what intention is to you right now, what it means to live intentionally is presence. And you know. in a lot of the, the work I do, we talk about that our presence is enough. And sometimes it's just being in the room that you can make those shifts. Thank you for your, gosh,
1: I'm so honored. I want to cry. But it, it is. And I, think, and I think this work speaks to me so much when I do tap in to knowing I'm enough or, or knowing what I have to offer because my whole life, I didn't think I was enough. And I still don't think I am a majority of the time. You know that I have this deep inner unworthiness that can be my, you know, people call it all kinds of different things. And one methodology, it's like your unanswerable question or your, you know, and I, it is deep inside of me this unworthiness that I'm not good enough that so many people feel. And when I feel the light, it's like I feel like I put myself on, like I like I step fully into myself, and I realize that none of those doubts matter. None of that matters. And that whole thing of you don't have to do anything to be enough. You already are. Our presence and being present is enough. And it's so hard to really, you can say it, but to really get it in your bones, you know, like I don't have to do anything. I don't have to perform. I don't have to bring you a present. I don't have to say something inspirational. I can just be me and that's enough. Is like mind blowing.
0: Well, and it's so contrary to everything in our culture. Yeah. And that, um, you know, it's like we're bred with unworthiness. And that is, you know, that's I'm trying to I don't like the term beat that out of, but I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> gently, to, gently show at the door <laughs> trying to extract that from myself so that also I'm I'm modeling that for my children. I'm modeling that for my friends because and, and you know, I have a mo- um, necklace. um It's a mantra band necklace that, and it's a, it's a beautiful mandala that has, I am enough on the back of it. And I wear it all the time because it's, it's, it is that, but it's something that is just, it's culturally inbred. And I love the, all of us, you know, as much as we can all support each other and do this work and continue this conversation of you are enough exactly as you are. You, you're worthy of all of this beauty and love and compassion and peace and opportunity in the world. And it's, it's, it's something that, you know, and, and I work so hard to be so intentional about that. And I know you do too. It's like, it's really, you know, holding that space too, for others to be able to be that. I had this random, Mm -hmm. and I want
1: to share with you this, like whole (laughs) visualization almost like a cartoon in my head about about the light inside of people <laughs> because I was realizing, so I did this Instagram live the other day with a friend and she was doing a whole day long thing. And I was looking at other people and everybody was so, I got very in my head. They were so intelligent and they used all these big words and all these keywords from today, like things today. And and I just felt like so unworthy going into this conversation and like, why did she ask me to do this? You know, cause it wasn't this kind of conversation like we're having, I feel very comfortable, but in other realms, sometimes I'm like, oh. And so I went into it feeling unworthy, which always goes well. And, but then I had this moment later, like in unpacking it for myself and, and how I really believe that we have, we all have a light inside of us that never goes away. And many people talk about it. And my favorite way to talk about it is that it's how the sun is always shining, always shining. And it's Mm -hmm. just the clouds cover it but it's not gone it's always there just like the light inside of us so i do this thing where we tap our heart light and i started it with from a company i worked for called yogi beans where we taught yoga to like one and a half year olds we'd get into sit tall and yoga by tapping the heart light and saying sometimes we forget it's there and we have to turn it on and we go ding 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 ding. you go mine's purple with sparkles today what's yours and another little kid would be like yellow you know rainbow
0: uh-huh. and um
1: <laughs> But I took that idea because it's like a care bear stare. You tap your heart and then you sit up and you go, ding, 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 ding. And that that's that kind of thing. When I then I started to tap into that when I would perform and be like, that's that same thing. And I see it sometimes. It's almost like I can see when people like tap into what there really lights them up. It's like I see this light glowing above their head. And in whether it's a conversation or a moment or like I had a friend who was an alphabet understudy when I was in Wicked, and she was really good at it. But then she left and started writing her own music. And Mm -hmm. that is where she shines like a Christmas tree. So I had this whole idea that people were like Christmas trees. This is my (laughs) visualization. So because I was like, you have this light. But then I was like, we have so many different lights, things that can light us up. You know, you don't have to just have that one thing. That's your main thing. Like there can be that, but people, some people tap into like having like a life purpose. But I think some people that isn't, that idea makes them feel worse. Because if they don't have that, Main thing. So I think there's so many lights. So then I started to visualize it as this beautiful, like almost like a Christmas tree or just a lit up tree. There can be these different things and we each have them. And so, like, it's okay if that I don't have the light that really gets lit up about knowing about computers <laughs> or math or big words or, you know, but I can witness the shining light of someone else's Christmas tree in wonder instead of getting intimidated by all the light that shines from them in all the many different aspects. Cause then I was seeing like the little Christmas tree when you get intimidated by someone else's uh, quality, they might have that you think you don't. So when their Christmas tree is lighting mm-hmm. about that or their are beautiful, whatever you want to think it is a plant that has lights on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I get like thought of the cartoon of the other Christmas trees, like hiding in the corner and it's like, Oh, like bent in half, like a little Christmas tree bent in half. And instead of mm-hmm. going like, can we just sit in wonder of someone having mm. the traits that we don't possess. We all have a little bit of everything, but like witnessing the wonder of their light, all their lights shining and sparking and just being like, wow. And I know that, that mine shines in a different way. And so it landed and I've talked about stuff like that for a while, but I don't know, I was just sitting here pondering it today. And while I was on the subway thinking about that, like it's not just one light we all have, it's so many, it's so yeah. many, and there's just room for it all. We can hold all of it and we can hold other people's and it doesn't take away from mine. And I can marvel at the beauty of you and still light up like me. It's My Christmas yeah, tree lights yeah, cartoon.
0: <laughs> your Christmas tree light, I love it. And it's, and it is, It is you being able to sit in your own enoughness and recognize the enoughness of the other person. And, you know, as you said, we each, you know, I I love that analogy of the Christmas tree with all the different Christmas, you know, you have lots of different lights and you have lots of different interests and lots of different talents and lots of different things. And so does everybody else. And if we were all the same, that would be pretty boring. But how how amazing then that you can, you also can just hold that space and recognize the beauty of each of these trees, these people, these lights that they have within themselves. And you, speaking of of other things that that light you up, (laughs) I'm going to go there. I know that uh, you have a a project called the Feed Your Soul Mm -hmm. Project that lights you up. Also, and also, (laughs) you have a passion for the ocean and for water beyond anything. I think yeah. I've seen, you've, you love the ocean. And I, I know that because I see you swimming in it and, and taking part in that. What, you know, we, we joke, we talk about our mermaid souls, yes. right? That we're, we're, our, we're mermaid sisters. Mermaid sisters. <laughs> we talk, I remember one day we were on the phone and I was standing with my toes in the Pacific and you were standing with your toes in the yep. Atlantic. And we, we, I remember that day. Know, we, exactly. We were connected. We yeah, we were connected, though, by water, right? We just named it, but it's one big ocean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So tell me about, and and I know, it's, I I believe it's part of the Feed Your Soul project. You did this beautiful water um, video, this dance, you know, you're dancing water. Well, it's funny. It actually all ties back into what we've already been talking about. So on this idea started. So
1: water in general makes me feel calm. There's something about like, I noticed I was going through a lot of stuff a couple years ago. I went, before I went to Bali, the reason I went is I was really lost. I had hit a low point in my life, ended a relationship and left Wicked that I'd been in that show for seven years. And I was just really lost. My roommate would come home and I would be sitting on the floor of the kitchen crying, drinking wine. <laughs> and she'd go, oh, here we go again. <laughs> so it did only happen once. And I was just really lost, which is why I went on this big trip. Sometimes being encased in water it it's like calms me down and it's like not suffocating even though you can't breathe when you're underwater but the light pressure of it and at the same time the how freeing it is to not be held down by weight or gravity and that it, so it feels expansive yet safe so i felt this way for a long time but I feel like my mermaidness actually came later in life because I was on the swim team when I was 13, and I was terrible. And uh, <laughs> so I was not into a full-fledged mermaid at 13. So on this retreat, the day after, actually, I figured out my life purpose phrase that we talked about earlier. Um, we went on a snorkel trip the next day. And I love snorkeling. I've grown up snorkeling. I love, again, I love the water. I love fish. I love peering in. I also think it's so quiet in the ocean that it's this other world everything slows down and I get to witness these beautiful creatures You know, I just love it and so we were snorkeling and and we saw huge manta rays that are just the most majestic creatures ever and I was like I'm gonna do my life purpose phrase underwater and so I started to do Uh it underwater and it felt glorious it was the mixing of my favorite things like dance and water and that light ever so slight resistance the water gives you. I feel like when I dance and I move, like say you slowly move your arm out to the side, when you have an, a very, very light resistance, it has you engage a little bit more. So then you lift your chest and you just move a little more expansively. And I just fell in love with that feeling. And I instantly came out of the water and was like, I'm gonna create a video, I'm gonna create a piece. And I had never, I've always danced and I would made, made up stuff with friends, but I'd never really on my own choreographed something. And I instantly was like, I need to make this peace. And for me, it was about when you're so sad, you just want to sink to the bottom of a pool and die for a second. Like you, you don't really, but you know, sometimes you really, some people get that sad and that then you remember there's more to life and it's this remembering and then discovering that there's more and this, this joy and wonder. And then at the end I come up and I finally breathe and it's like a rebirth. So I visualized the whole thing like in a second and I knew who I wanted to make it for me. I knew the song I wanted to use. I've never, ever had more clarity about something in my life and I never had a doubt of making it. People do this work, but I'd never really seen it and I didn't know how I would do it. It's the one time in my life that I was like, I know what I need to do. And it was, for me, it was expressing my journey of having those moments where I'm so sad, but then remembering there's more and, and finding that joy in life. And I remember I, I just never stopped. I came home and I emailed who is now my fiance, (laughs) also plot twist. We had met once before and he was a filmmaker and I just knew he was really sweet and kind. And I was like, I think he's the right person for this job. So I emailed him from like China. I was like, would you do this project with me? And he ended up living across the street from me, which we didn't even know we lived across the street from each other. And so his name is Eric and we connected and we didn't date till years later, but he helped me with this process that I created this underwater dance. And I've never been so driven to like, I found pools to swim and I found a space and then we did it. And I I had never created my own art of my soul. And it, it just, it was wonderful. And from there, it's this like, I started to just dance underwater and I love it. And it's this, it's this feeling. So, and the mermaid thing started that I was in the water once with friends and I was like, oh, I feel so free. I just wish I was a mermaid. And then it stuck. <laughs> But for me, it's that I just feel really free. I feel really present. I think also because you can't have anything else with you under the water. You know, you can't have your phone. And you are really conscious about your breathing. So therefore, you're very present. And I just love it. And my parents live in Hawaii and one of the biggest blessings of COVID is I was there when everything shut down so I just stayed and helped my parents and my father has Parkinson's and dementia and I was able to really spend so much quality time with him and I was able to swim in the ocean every single day. If you're in the water they let you go, you couldn't hang out on the sand and I have these sea turtle friends that I see every day. I saw this one little fish that guarded this piece of coral. Every single day he was there by himself. I named him Marvin. And it's a pull <laughs> and it's sweet. My family, my parents know it about me and my friends know it, but not a lot of them have seen me day in, day out in action by the ocean, especially like a warm ocean <laughs> that you can't, that's clear that you can see everything. and. My parents know, and Eric goes and swims with me and he knows, they just know they're like, she has to be in the water every day. It's like now, and the more I was around it, the more there's this, I feel like that Moana song, like with a thousand percent of my being, that I feel a calling to be in water and expressing myself in the water. So we recently did an underwater engagement photo shoot while we were there, which was epic. The The picture's like epic, but it feels much more clunky when you're like, can't see and you're trying to match up with your partner underwater and kiss. Or, and um, and we also filmed another underwater piece. Oh, I can't wait to see it.
0: Well, the the underwater piece that you have is mesmerizing to watch. Um, the first one you shot several years ago. So I want to make sure we'll put a link to that on the podcast page so people can see that. Well, w- I know we could talk for hours and hours because we do, but I want to get to some fun questions at the end. Are you ready for some some fun, silly questions? They're not really silly. I though. love all things fun and silly. And <laughs> I know. And this, this first question is kind of like a duh question because it's what's your favorite place and why? And we've actually just been talking about all that. Yep. So I think we clearly established it's well, yes. the ocean. Okay, so are you a cat person, a dog person, or a fish person? So, (laughs) I'm the worst at some of these because I'm like,
1: oh, I I really want a cat. I'm not going to lie. I really want a kitty cat. I grew up with a cat named Fifi. (laughs) She was so sweet. But then I'm like, oh, but dogs are great. And then I'm like, but I have so many fish friends in the ocean now. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would probably be if I was to have one domestically. Like my fishy friends, I want them to be free. So I want to go visit them in the water. But in New York, I think I would love to have a fish tank, but I think ultimately I would probably get a kitty cat. <laughs>
0: I love it. What's your favorite word?
1: Love. Yeah. What are you reading right now? I am reading Ram Dass' Paths to God, and it's so good. I love to read, but I, I have trained myself as a when I was a little girl that reading would help me fall asleep. So
0: if I try to read in bed, two seconds later, I'm like... <sniffs> <laughs> I understand. I, I am the same way. I know. I have to like, walk around and read, or sit up. Straight.
1: Yeah, I've tried to now add it to yeah. my morning ritual of like journaling, meditating, and then read. Then, um, uh-huh. but paths to God is is he he taught a course in the Bhagavad Gita, and years ago and he it's kind of like him spinning off about about the teachings of the bhagavad gita and he's just funny and he takes deep deep spiritual teachings and just makes you laugh and humanizes and, and i just like i'm obsessed with his approach so i'm really enjoying it
0: i'll add that to my <laughs> list so I good have a stack of six or seven books high <laughs> on my bedside and i'm reading them all but just you know snippets here and there if you had a theme song what would it be <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't know um like one that already exists or like if i made yeah. it up
0: or you, can, you can make one glitter up. bomb one up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: i think it would be something like uh, gosh right yeah i'm gonna right now i'm gonna write my own song conk, mermaid glitter bomb
0: <laughs> a mermaid glitter bomb okay uh if you if uh, oh, what would your superhero name be and what would your power be if you could
1: be a superhero? Her name would be Mermaid Glitter Bomb. And you- <laughs> <laughs> my superpower, I used to, I actually used to ask people this question. I used to want it to be, to take away people's pain, but then I realized you need whatever kind of pain, sadly, it is as a lesson. You know, you don't want to take away people's learning lessons. And so my superpower, I would want to, I would want like, I just want to be able to breathe underwater so I can just like hang out in my favorite place and not come up. for. It's really annoying to have to come up for air, you know, when you want to be a real life mermaid. So I would want to breathe underwater, but I'd also want to have a power that in my presence, you know yourself better and you know, and you're more that. able to clearly see the full potential
0: inside yourself. I'd like that superpower too, please. Mm -hmm. Or at least I just want to be in your presence (laughs) and
1: do that. (laughs) I hope my presence can like mirror it back to me because I always forget the full potential of myself. So I think that I would want, like, does it work for myself too?
0: (laughs) I love it. All right. And then the last question is more on the serious side. What is your intention for our world right now? (sighs) Someone asked me this
1: and she didn't know the work I did with movement. She kind of said, what words would you have and what movement would you give? And I was like, that's what I do. Hmm. And the things that came up for me were, it was three words and I'm forgetting the first one, but I know it was illumination. I want us to shine a light where it needs to be illuminated on both beautiful things and hardship, because when you shine a light on it and acknowledge it, it can heal. So I would want us to continue to shine the light on all the aspects of our existence in our country in our world and then have the courage. So it'd be illuminate and then it would be c- courage and have the courage to have the uncomfortable conversations or have really look at it and, and take it in and so that it can lead us to connection and healing. So that's kind of that trajectory as I would want us to shine a light to illuminate so that we can then have courage to then connect and ultimately heal. Beautiful because I don't think we can heal until we acknowledge and we bring to the surface the pain and move through it. And I think there's a lot of pain everywhere in the general sense of our country and our world, but also in each individual. And when we can have the courage to look at that pain is when we can heal it and know that it doesn't control us and it's not all of who we are. And we can develop relationships with that and then with one another. And when we can have the courage to even see the people in our life that we don't agree with and how can we still find a way through to have those conversations in order to connect again, see the full humanity in each other
0: and heal. I love that. That's so beautiful and and so true. Well, thank you so, so much for being with me today. Again, we could talk for hours. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll do this again because there's so many more things to talk about. But if people want to find you on social media or websites, how can people find you?
1: The most efficient way would be on Instagram, Alicia Albright. I also have Feed Your Soul Project on Instagram. I'm not very good at updating that one, but I'm going to get better. It's my it's my new commitment too, is to, to help all these platforms. I'm not so good at those, but I know I need to. I also have FeedYourSoulProject.com. It's a website that I'm working on. So, yeah, it would be Alicia Albright, Feed Your Soul Project. Also, you can follow Global Foodies NYC. My fiance and I. I have a little mission that we don't talk about that much, that we are eating around the world in um, in New York City. And it started last January. And we would always just, we'd try to find the best Japanese restaurant. And then we'd go, you know, we'd eat the food from there and have drinks from there. And we've gone to so many countries in New York, and we've created our Instagram account just for a food one. And it's so fun. So you can follow that too, if you want to find my My food journeys through New York City (laughs) its totally different than anything we've been talking about, which is also kind of fun to have something so different. In a way, it's the same thing. It's how can we connect and learn about other spaces um, through the city that we live in. Beautiful. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for being here. I'm honored.
1: I love you with all my heart. I see you. I value you. And I i honor our friendship and I see the light that you bring to others. So thank you for doing this podcast. Thank you for having these beautiful conversations that will touch other people's hearts and inspire them. And I'm honored
0: to be your friend. Thank you. I catch you. Love you. Love you. Well, that was fun. We could have talked for hours. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Alicia Albright. Visit my website todayichose.me podcast to read Alicia's full bio and see the links to her website. To learn more about what I'm up to, our Monday morning live meditations, upcoming workshops, and other podcast episodes, please visit my website todayichose.me. Have a great week and may your days be filled with intention. Today I Choose is brought to you by 3B Productions. Our producer and audio engineer is Sam Booty. Our research assistant is Molly Bingham. Our graphic designer is Marsha Craig. You can also find us on Instagram at Everyday Living with Intention and find our Facebook group, Everyday Living with Intention.